0: Welcome to Episode 4, Part 2 of the Story Of Podcast, where a bunch of guys choose a topic, research it individually, meet back up to talk about what we found, put the puzzle pieces together, and to tell you all about this week's topic, which is the actual trial of the Salem Witch Trials. What's going on, fellas? How's everybody doing? How
1: you doing? It is a privilege to be back. What up?
0: <laughs> awesome, guys. <clears throat> well, welcome back. It's been a pretty crazy week in the world. So before we start, um, if you guys don't mind, I think I can speak on behalf of all of us when I say... uh to the Ukrainian people, stand strong and do what you need to do uh, to resist. Um, you know, get out there, throw those Molotov cocktails and fuck shit up. All right. Uh, stand Most tall. Most badass and, president and of all times. That dude is, you know, Zelensky is just fucking badass for real. Like, that dude is no joke, bro. That's no joke. And and the, the Klitschko brothers. Klitschko?
2: Yeah. Badasses, Badasses everywhere.
0: I mean, for real, man. It's it, You know, there's little old ladies walking in the streets with AK-47. So fucking go out there Did and light that shit up.
2: I don't know if this is true or not. No, we can go on. Did you see the picture of the old lady in front of two Russian soldiers? And it said that she gave them sunflower seeds so that sunflowers can grow after they die. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I did see that.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's different over there.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's Yeah, when they bury them, the, the the sunflower seeds will grow into sunflowers. Like, that's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> So, yeah. So when you no, her.
2: no, her intention is when she dies on the battlefield, sunflowers will grow where their bodies were.
0: Oh, I thought I thought she told them to put sunflowers in their pockets so when they die, sunflowers yeah. will grow.
1: No, that's yeah, what she said. It was to, it was a, to it was Russian like a, soldiers. It was like a, like a bad – <laughs> It was like a badass motherfucker thing to say, like, put these yeah. seeds in your pocket because you're going to die, motherfucker. That's when I we have...
0: fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. I, yeah. I saw
3: a video today of a guy rolling up to a broken down um, convoy, uh, a Russian convoy, and it was a Ukrainian guy. He pulls up in his tow truck. He's like, yo, you, you guys need to tow back to Russia? And the fucking <laughs> Russians were laughing. <laughs> that was pretty good, man. That was pretty but- good.
0: You. We'll 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 leave it with this one. Did you guys see the 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 guy? They were on like a little island, and this is kind of sad because they yeah. the video. Oh yeah, uh, they that. died yeah. right after the video was shot. But they they get basically the, the the Russian battleship is telling them you know to surrender, and the guys like should I tell them to go fuck themselves? <laughs> <And> like <laughs> in Ukrainian, he was like Russian ship, go fuck yourself, and then they they all died. But yeah, um, pretty that, that's a badass way to go though.
2: That's how. So. You you are when it's called all year round you get that attitude that that boston new york attitude times 10 because it's called 24 7 all year round
0: (laughs) good point all right so let's get to it guys so we're part two we 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 spoke a lot in part one about all the crazy shit the history of the context leading up to and and almost uh, opening the door to just something so fucking crazy and tragic to happen as the Salem Witch Trials were, like, what would what would cause that? So, if you have not listened to part one, uh, we're gonna give a little bit of a pause so that you can go and uh, go listen to it. All right, welcome back. So, I hope you enjoyed part one. Um, so, where we are, we got into Puritan New England. So, we are we are in Puritan New England. It is uh, it's it's the 1680s, right? Right about now. There's a lot of shit going on. You had King Philip's War that ends in the 1670s. You got King William's War that's rolling up in the 1680s. Life is pretty fucking brutal. It's really difficult. They, these people, and, and I kind of, I have it put down in a pretty nice way here. To the Puritans, the devil was very, very, very real. An earthly existence was seen as like this battleground between good and evil, and the souls of men were the prize. And in their time they are battling, like I said, disease, war, religious, just crazy anxiety, which makes life very, very scary, right? And they believed that God was their biggest protector, but at the same time, the biggest threat to all human beings was, was the devil. And, you know, the Puritan belief system is based around the idea of predetermination, that each one of them have already been predetermined by God whether they are going to be saved or not. And they don't know. But they did believe that you know, if you did good things, then um, and you were a pious person, then you had a pretty good chance, maybe, of kind of, you know, getting your way to the other side. So all of that and this crazy religious anxiety is going to play a, a massive role in right the, the craziness and, and the, just the the downright fuckery that we're going to see, right? That goes, you know, that goes on in Salem in the 1690s um before we start would you guys allow me to read a quick quote uh from an author would that be cool with you guys
2: only if it's as good as the puritan uh valentine's day cards
0: yeah it's not as good but i'm gonna read it anyway so this is from a guy named emerson w baker he writes a book called the storm of witchcraft <clears throat> and i just thought it was a really good way to start it off and he says <clears throat> what happened in salem likely had many causes And as many responses to those causes. While each book puts forward its own theories, most historians agree that there was no single cause for the witchcraft that started in Salem and spread across the region. To borrow a phrase from another tragic chapter of Essex County history, Salem offered a perfect storm, a unique unique convergence of conditions and events that produced what was by far the largest and most lethal witchcraft episode in American history. So with that said we're going to go through and talk about you know as many of these cases as we possibly can with the with with the complete understanding that none of us have any idea what fucking really took place like it's just this this you know convergence and confluence of just complete absurdity right and just human beings kind of just going off the rails you know so any guys want to add anything before we start we're going
2: no, you're right, man. Just people being people. You leave people to themselves, and eventually, they're going to do fucked up shit.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like Thomas Hobbes. <clears throat> if anybody's familiar with the the Enlightenment author Thomas Hobbes, who basically said that human beings are just selfish, devilish people that, left up to their own devices, will do fucked up shit to each other, and so that we all need a despotic, tyrannical, you know, ruler to rule over us to keep us from doing stupid shit to each other. It's not really that wrong. Par-
3: was that a paraphrase?
0: No, right? that was actually a direct quote. Ah damn!
3: He wrote that in the newspaper.
0: He did in in the sun.
2: <laughs> that's a very. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you picked up, that, but that's a very bad joke by me. <laughs> like, I should put myself in the corner.
0: <laughs> Nobody puts me well, anyway. in the corner, Joe. All right, so sixteen twenty nine, Salem is settled. Right, we talked about that last time. Now sixteen forty, That
2: was a Calvin and Hobbes joke. That's how oh
0: (laughs) i see what you're saying okay no i didn't pick it up i don't i don't (laughs) read sorry joe so 1641 and we talked about this a little bit in the last episode in 1641 english law we talked about religious law but in english law makes witchcraft a capital crime in 1641 which means capital crime is you could be put to death for it um and and 1684 is really kind of where shit starts to go down England declares that the colonies may not self ga- uh, self govern. So Increase Mather, who's one of our first big names to come into this thing, is a very influential and powerful man in Salem. He's going to go to England, and he's going to request a new charter for Massachusetts, and uh, he will be successful. And he'll return to Salem in 1692. However, right, this is the beginning of the Mathers uh, going, you know, uh, happening over in in in, in New England. Um, Bill, what did you come across with? Um, Goody Glover and Martha Goodwin in
3: 1688 you you're 100% right about increased matters You know, he was a really big influence. He was the uh, minister of the North Church uh, in uh, right around the Boston area a very big parish and they were uh, It is is he right before he left He was seeing everything that was coming in and all you know all all the wars that was happening like you said and uh, King Philip's War, the outbreak of um, Indians in the area and just everything that was, it just really looked like a downtime. And he had these people's ear, like so many people, he was so influential to so many people at the time. And he had told them that the reason that all this was um, happening, it was evidence that Satan was at work and that God had left the Puritans. And mm. since that had happened, that to expect to see agents of Satan in the area, and meaning witches. So, like you said, he leaves for England, and he goes to ask for a new charter. And when he leaves, he, he, that's like, it's pretty much what he leaves them with. He leaves. Mm-hmm. So he leaves, and his son, Cotton Mather, now takes over. And um, he starts to become a very influential person uh for, for that area. So let me get rid of this pen real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I almost <laughs> said it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he so he leaves three he leaves for um for England and about four years after he uh you start to see this uh you, you hear about this case and what it is is it's um Goodwin Glover, who's a uh, an Irish woman, has a very thick Gaelic accent. Can't really understand her. Probably a drunk. Sorry. Anyway, she, uh, an she she <laughs> she. Fuck both she you worked, guys. She works for the uh, <laughs> she she works for the Goodwin family, and the Goodwin family has two children: uh, Elizabeth eleven, John nine, and they um. They go over to they. She would do their laundry for them. She would be like kind of a caretaker for them, but she had her own little place, and they would go over to her her place to pick up the laundry. And she, they said the children said that she was acting weird, and she, they, she turned to them and started speaking Gaelic to them and gave them a really hard stare, because they what happened was they had gone home realized some of their clothes were missing they went back they asked her for it they said we think you're stealing it and they got into this confrontation and you know that stare you know that that'll give a witch <laughs> away right away so she was fucked so they, they go they, the kids go home and they start crawling around the floor like dogs and and just speaking gibberish and barking and acting all fucking weird so they, they they're these people they're freaking out so they go to their neighbor and and they're like, you know, what you know, what do we do? And he's like, this is this has got to be witchcraft. He's like, you know, this is what you got to do. You got to get a pudding. and throw the puddin' in the fire in front of the witch. If she she can't resist it, she goes for it. She's a witch. That's it, done. And they're like, Nah, we're gonna go talk to we're gonna go, go talk to Cotton Mathers about this. So they go to this very well-respected minister of the North Church, and they they bring him in on it. So now he comes over and he starts looking at the children and he starts praying with them, like endlessly, trying to, you know, just pray this curse out of them. And, uh, yeah, they, they can't, he can't do it. So she, uh, so she, they, they go and they, they find, they start to search this woman's house because they, she's now, she's being accused of a witch. This Goodwin woman, uh, this, uh,
0: Goody Glover yeah, goody Glover
3: over. So they start to look through her stuff and they find like these dolls in her house. and that and they're like, oh, this is this is witchcraft. they she has, you know, she has these dolls. she must be doing some sort of rituals with these dolls. so that that's it. that that sealed her fate. So they brought her into uh, her trial and they simply asked her to you know, put her hand on the Bible and recite the uh, the Lord's Prayer.
0: Mm, that's gonna come back up later on too.
3: In English, and she's like, you know, she she tries to do it in another language. I think Latin, and then she tries Gaelic, but she can't do it. And that was it. Was yeah. like, that, that, it like that's you're a witch? You can't you can't say Lord's Prayer in English. You're a witch, mm-hmm. and that's what really that's what wound up getting her. I think I think she I want to say she was hung.
0: Yeah, she's hanged. If I'm not and thinking. and that's gonna yeah. follow. That becomes like Cotton Mather's kind of calling card. Uh, and that's going to oh, come yeah. out later on in another hanging towards the end of this whole thing is his whole no. thing. You cannot be a witch and recite the Lord's Prayer uh, uh, straight through. He, it, that's just Mather is convinced of this, right?
2: Which which is crazy because if you think about this, you're being accused to be a witch and they just say you need to read a passage, um, recite the Lord's Prayer or something and your life depends on it. Like no one's going to make the littlest fumble you're a witch the a stutter uh, a mispronounced word an um like i just did five times i'm a witch right now and yeah. just talking to you i would have been a witch just and, because i um, couldn't recite a sentence without saying uh or would have paused any <laughs> little thing they made you a witch
0: especially being a foreigner right being and, asked to recite it in a foreign language that that's this is this is
3: cool. four years before the trial Yeah. Set up Uh, to fail. So this didn't happen in Salem. It happened outside. This is
0: Boston. Yeah, this is in Boston. This is 1688 in Boston. And
3: what... Yeah, well, I was going to say, I was going to continue with Cotton Mothers and the children. Yeah, go ahead. He he, he continued to pray with them, and eventually the children got better after she was put to death. Then from that, from that experience that he had with that, he went on to write a book called The Wonders of the Invisible World. And it basically was just how to identify witches. And you know, basically your need to know book about witches. Mm-hmm. And when in that time in this area, that book was like end all be all of how to deal with yeah. witches.
0: Yeah. And that's gonna put him at the top of the list of what to do and you know, how He's an to, expert now. Oh, yeah. How to deal with witches. You you know what I mean? And that's kinda like with the movie The Exorcist, right? Like <laughs> you bring in the expert. Right, the dude that's gonna roll in when you got a problem, and he's gonna walk you all through this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, so, so November 1689, we get <clears throat> Samuel Parris. He comes into the story now. Now he comes in as a minister uh, of Salem, and he moves from Salem. Uh, he moves to Salem from Boston, which is where *Memorable Providence*, right, and the *The Invisible World* <clears throat> is published from. And so, this dude's put in the power by the Putnams. Now, we we talked about it in uh, episode one. The Putnams versus the, the, uh, the versus the Porters. So Paris is backed by the Putnams, and he comes in, and there had been three ministers prior to him within, like, nine years. So these guys are, you know, this place is just going through uh, their share of ministers one by one. and One of them's name is George Burroughs, who we'll talk about later on. And so this guy rolls in, Paris comes in, and instead of trying to, like, broker this bridge between all of these warring factions, right? Because you have the Putnams and the Porters. You have uh, Salem Village versus Salem Town. Then you've got, you know, there is some issues happening between people in Salem Village as well. He just rolls in and just fucking douses it with flames and just starts fucking shit up all over the place, right? Where in one of his sermons, he screams out, if ever there were witches men and women in covenant with the devil, here are multitudes in New England, right? And so like he just comes in and instead of trying to make something a little bit better, he just drops, he just fucking drops nukes everywhere. And so Samuel Parris is definitely like the worst possible guy to have brought in as this new minister, Um, which is crazy too, because we talked about this in the first episode as well. His, uh, you know, his salary is paid for by the town but he's brought in by the putnams who are from the village right and so they're gonna they're gonna really like make this guy's life like very difficult so paris is on the outs he's being at one point they just they refuse to start or to they refuse to pay a salary so he's only being paid through contributions from the church so like little handouts and things like this um you know just say man if you can spare a few bucks here and there and on top of that and i i it's you know very interesting also attached to his salary is firewood right throughout the winter so i guess he just doesn't want to cut his own firewood so throughout the winter right he's on the outs they stop paying him they stop paying him with the with the uh the, the firewood and so his life is is fucking miserable it's absolutely miserable at this point and and that exactly what Bill says, in response to Paris's uh in response Paris sermons begins to focus on warnings against a conspiracy in the village against himself and the church. And so he starts to like preach that there are people and there are people the forces of Satan that are taking hold of Salem because and those people are the ones that don't want to pay him and give him his firewood. So he just starts throwing fucking shade at everybody all over the town. Like this guy's an asshole. He's
2: he's already in it before he even knows he's in it. Yeah. He's fighting against the town already. Like he already has an agenda before yeah. there's anything to do.
0: Absolutely. And he's pissed off that he's not getting fucking paid. So he it, it, it flames this you know already. Um Mark, you have anything to add in? You've been very quietly you're eating like pork rinds over there, I see.
1: Uh <clears throat> trailmates. Trailmates.
0: <laughs> trail um Trailmates gives me heartburn.
1: You give me heartburn. I do. <laughs> Well, uh, just to rewind for a second. Uh, one thing that uh, I think is well very interesting about um, Increase Mather was that uh, when he graduated uh, from Harvard, uh, I don't know if it was in a speech. I couldn't really get a, a clear uh, reading on the setting of it. But at his graduation, which was when he was like 17 years old, he started going to Harvard. Uh, when he was twelve, wow. Um, when he graduated, he attacked uh, Aristotelian logic, um, and it was this shock to faculty because that's what the uh, education curriculum there was uh, built on. But yeah. I just I find it real ironic that one of the perpetuators of this whole thing, <laughs> the whole basis of his uh, his worldview is uh an attack on logic.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, and and that's one of the biggest things that he's going to like he's going to steer the courts when we start talking about the courts that they set up, right? Oyer and terminer. Um is he doesn't he he believes that courts should not be so much based upon logic and reasoning, but you know what I mean? And and they're going too far away from their religious background and they're getting too far towards logic. So that makes perfect sense. Well, he, well, he would, he would uh, attack Aristotle um, and, and the I, idea of, of logic and, and reasoning.
1: Exactly. So if you don't, you know, if you don't like the truth, you, you make up uh, a al- alternative facts, uh, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, with the, um, with Paris and that, and that whole thing uh, with like, you know, the whole like rise and fall and then until uh as he said he's reduced to having I mean, like rely on handouts and this you know gets him so mad and like so it's almost like like this is his revenge on uh, this uh community that rejected <laughs> him and my my mind immediately uh, went straight to uh, uh David Corish and yeah
0: uh, yeah the Branch Davidians.
1: right uh and that guy uh, was just a, a failed musician uh, in mm-hmm. the Austin uh, music scene, I think it was Austin, uh, but uh, somewhere he
0: was. Yeah. Just a bad... And then he he moves the compound out to, to Waco, Texas. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, Andrew uh, Breitbart uh, was uh, the exact same way. This guy was trying to make it as a Hollywood screenwriter, and he wasn't. He he didn't make it. So his yeah. big revenge was then to, you know, go attacking. You know, the the Hollywood machine. You know that. Uh, that rejected him but um, when somebody is given the, the power and influence uh, of a parish and especially uh, in that uh, time and place the power and influence that clergy had over I mean everything and it, yeah. it, it has only gotten stronger since then uh, if you look at the landscape today which I know we're going to get to In the next episode, uh, we'll be more about uh, those parallels. But, I mean, when people put their absolute faith and trust in this one individual, it's impossible for them at some point, uh, you know, as the old saying goes, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And when these people are willing to do whatever you want, um, it, it does something. Uh, it does something to your brain, uh, and, and it changes a person you know, to yeah. have that kind of power. Yeah,
3: absolutely. absolutely.
1: And
0: especially when, when you take into context all of the, the, the other things that are surrounding the life of Puritans at that time, just complete fear and anxiety. Right. That is just, you know, a, a, a constant in every, all of their, their I mean, there existence. There was nothing to
3: distract these people. These people had no form of entertainment. You mm-hmm. know, going to going to church was was it for them. That and watching the crops grow. I mean, Or die. It, or you know, not grow. I mean, that, that was it. And then, yeah. I mean, even even the trials themselves
0: became a show.
3: Yeah, you no. Know, people packed into those things, and that was the middle of winter, and people were packing, and you know, people packing into those things. Yeah,
0: it was. Yeah, and, and that that's that's a, a constant, and, and a lot of history is when you have these, you know, either trials or you have hangings or whatever it is, executions. People rolled out. It was kind of like the Romans, right? The Romans going to the, uh, you know, uh, you know the gladiator fights. It's the same shit, right? You get this this yeah, form of entertainment. Know. That you know, exactly. that's why people watch NASCAR. People watch NASCAR. Nobody likes to watch cars drive around in a circle for fucking three hours. People watch NASCAR just in case there's an accident. Uh, you know, and, you, and if you say you don't, you lie. I'm telling you, you're a fucking liar.
1: Yeah, but this this is this is a, a on a different level. Uh, this is a group of people coming out um, to feel superior to mm. to pass judgment on on yes. one of their own. It's like, do uh, you uh, ever go to the Renaissance Fair?
0: No, but I, know, I, would love to. My wife has forbidden me though.
1: Like every, I know, like every time we do this podcast, I give a, another reason of why I'm the the biggest fucking nerd that ever walked on the <laughs> earth. So we've we've uh, checked the Dungeons and Dragons off the list. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, now the Renaissance <laughs> Fair. So anybody playing Nerd Bingo? Uh, you can uh, <laughs> mark off your uh, the Ren Fair. Uh, yes, I've gone there multiple times. So I confess. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there is a, a like a spectacle there at the Ren Fair, and it's like my favorite part of it, where you you pay I don't know a couple of bucks, and they give you like a, a basket of uh, like really ripe tomatoes. I was gonna this- ask, do you throw tomatoes yeah. at people? These two dudes are like chained up and they just keep talking shit to you. like. <laughs> um, and so that's it. You just get to whale them in the head and it's uh, like <laughs> that's the whole thing.
0: Um, Do they talk shit in like Renaissance language? Like, yes, absolutely. Old... <laughs> yeah. That's fucking awesome.
1: But they get personal, you know, but they, they, <laughs> they stay in character. I, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. But I mean, it's like, so more so than than any of these other spectacles, and you're right. People watch a hockey game to see a fight, or people watch NASCAR to see an accident. This is all true, but something like this is almost like the the parallel of like watching the OJ trial, yeah. or um, yeah, I like know, that. That's it, a it,
2: good comparison. Mm-hmm. It's
1: like there, there's something intoxicating about like uh, you know feeling superior to somebody else, or uh, you know like this virtue signaling. <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm better than that guy. You know, what a piece of shit. And meanwhile, you know, nobody wants to talk about what they're they're doing behind closed well,
0: doors. You know what it is? It's it's an escape from the shittiness of your life, right? I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to is I can forget about all the problems and the shittiness of my life to look at, wow, thank God my life's not as fucking bad as those people over there. Like, that's shit, man. Like, woof. You know, I can sleep yeah. tonight.
2: I can... I was just going to say, I can get uh, away from my lack of firewood by uh, looking at you and calling you a witch. (laughs) Starting, let me ruin your life because I don't have firewood.
0: I wonder if there's a parallel between, go ahead, go ahead,
2: Joe. Throughout history, there's a weird, it's not even weird, it just is what it is. There's a mixture of crazy and charisma that Mm. like one person either destroys or like, usually it ends up being destructive but like everything you said Waco just admit, there's there's like a golden where you're not too crazy but you're crazy enough and you have enough charisma to get people to follow you cuz your crazy isn't off the wall it makes a, you make enough sense that people were willing to follow you and you're so charismatic that you know it it just works out and then and then we have Napoleon and we have or you Wars. have Hitler have Hitler in the early it, 1930s mean,
0: was was incredibly charismatic that dude was fucking yeah. absolutely bonkers but if you are are look man if you are that type of orator right to really get to get a country to do what to follow you to do what you what he fucking did man you know what I mean? Like, that charisma. And in the, in the early times, it, it, you know, in the early 1930s, right, he, he was just kind of seeds here and seeds there and got the yeah. support behind him. But you're right. That mixture of, of charisma and fucking just cra- you know, straight craziness is, is, is terrifying.
2: As I say this, you need one other piece. You need some form of chaos for people to be looking for something also. Mm, mm-hmm. And then you have yeah. enough crazy and charisma to take the, if we talk about now, it, with the Salem Witch Trials, there was a ton of shit going on that preceded it. Like you said, if we talked about Hitler after World War One, going into World War Two, economic turmoil, mm-hmm. cultural turmoil, one guy rises. There's always something before this person is able to step in. You said, um, I forgot it. But uh, the dude going after the Hollywood industry, like
0: right the on, industry...
2: Yeah. The industry is your chaos, and now I'm a little crazy with these ideas, and I have enough charisma to talk to people into believing my ideas.
1: Well, I think more than that, uh, but uh, a lot of these people originally were trying to make it like big time. Um, The low-hanging fruit is to uh, try to focus your message to the lowest common denominator of human intellect because the world is saturated – with followers that's why there uh, are more grunts uh, in the army yeah. than there are generals um which mean, is not a knock a- a- against them it's just saying that that's just human nature uh, that's how it has to be there are more followers than there are leaders and so true leaders would try to lead everybody a, a talented musician would want to you know play Madison square garden. Now when these same people fail, when they get to a certain height and, and, and you know, they're just told, dude, you suck, man. <laughs> you don't know the F major scale. You can't be in this band. Get the fuck out of here. Now is he's, he's like, all right, I guess I'm not going to play Madison square garden, but you know, I can get like the dumb people to come to my show or, or, uh, you know, I, I can, I can, get 12 people to show up to a dive bar on a Tuesday night, you know, and that yeah. becomes like their big thing. But if you, if you focus on that aspect of it, it's really not something to be proud of to, uh, lead the most, you know, easily, uh, leadable. Yeah. Um, well, b- well, but once you that- get them, the tide begins to shift as the numbers grow more people, you know, see this happening and want to join something that, uh, that exists and when it's built er-
0: I'm mean, to say it plays into the ego that goes into it as well
2: you just described Charles Manson failed exactly. musician, quote unquote yeah. failed musician even though supposedly a song he wrote the Beach Boys actually put out and does fantastically and then he gets angry, he's no longer as much in these circles so he wants to go after these circles and he recruits people and I, the, the the examples throughout history, whether they be big or small, are tremendous. It's over and over and over again you have examples such as these.
1: It's true. And the, the appeal of the movements, I mean, it's one thing to have something that uh, serves as a distraction, but it's a whole other level of appeal to the weakest form uh, of, yeah. of human desire to want to feel superior to others. And that's what all of these movements are built around. Oh, you hate your job? Oh, it's not your fault. It's this guy's fault. And yeah. if you if you vote for me, I'm going to go after this guy and his whole fucking family. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, you know, Let's take and, on
2: the establishment together. I'm your guy. I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm just like you. Let me get in there. And then we can break it down and rebuild it the way we want it to be done.
1: Right. And the way that they get the people to follow them is is by feeding their base insecurities and ego and weakness, which is to say, yeah, I know your life sucks, but none of that is is your fault. It's mm-hmm. not because you, uh, you know, drink too much beer and smoke too much weed. It's because of uh, that guy or that group of people. Um, I you feel know, attacked
2: or... right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but, I mean what they do is that, as you said before, that they uh, first need uh, a chaos, or they need that kind of situation, like, uh, say, crystal knot in, uh, um which was one of the catalysts for uh, uh, World War Two uh, to begin, or Hitler to begin uh, his yep. invasion. Yeah.
0: Um, Night of the Broken Glass.
1: Uh, right, and like, uh, this is uh, just one more example of that chaos you're talking about, and once you have that, all you have to do is blame it on one particular group and and that's what happened here it's like you have what what's more than uh say like going to one of these trials as just like a nascar race or a normal distraction is that some of these distractions have built into them this feeding of the ego um, this added judgment to it. Yeah, you, you don't really get that say like uh, watching a baseball game where you, you feel like superior to somebody. It serves as the distraction, It's keeping you from doing other things that actually matter. But there's there's a whole other ball game to say like watching the Jerry Springer show, for example. Yeah. And the appeal the the appeal of that is like look at these look at these people like I'm better than that guy. And that's what all of these shows are, are based around. Um, that have that added element of judgment, and that is one of the strongest weaknesses of the human soul, in my opinion, yeah. is, is to appeal to that very base, disgusting part of who that, that all of us have in, inside. Mm-hmm. But you know, now to take it to this extreme level, whereas you know, at that point in time. You didn't have the means to be shut down, like the church had that much influence. I mean, spectral evidence. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I'm and I'm Uh, I'm jumping ahead,
0: (laughs) but I'm glad that you brought that up because you know there is a there's an equation uh, that leads to a witch hunt, and the equation is very simple: it's fear plus a trigger plus a scapegoat equals witch hunt right and that's that is something that you know psychologists have put together and historians have put together and those are the elements the components that are needed for a witch hunt is a is fear trigger right and a scapegoat and we have all of those things here right every single one of them are 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 apparent in salem at that time we talked about the context of fear right and now right when we get to january 20th 1692 here is your trigger. You got eleven-year-old Abigail Williams and nine-year-old uh, Elizabeth Paris. They start behaving just like the Goodwin children that, that, that like they were doing a couple years or four years earlier in Boston, and soon Ann Putnam Jr. and other uh, Salem girls begin acting very similarly. Right. So now you've got what what are going to be collectively known as the afflicted girls in Salem are essentially, right, they are adding this trigger. So you had the fear, and now you've got the trigger. And we're going to see the effects of this uh, very, very soon. Um, And a lot of the Joe, I know you have been, you know, salivating over talking about this for weeks. Uh, This is where the ergot poisoning comes in. What do you got on the ergot poisoning, Joe?
2: It's uh, (laughs) – So um, ergot is a fungus that grows on wheat right uh it mm-hmm. tends to grow when so you have a bad rainy season as your wheat's growing and you'll have a fungus that grows on it that's called ergot ergot when ingested in small amounts um puts out the uh trace chemical that is the original chemical for LSD yes not in large if you take massive amounts you'll get what's called ergot poisoning but if you just have a small amount and an okay amount You'll, you'll basically trip. And this is, ergot something that has been used in rituals and found in beer and stuff all throughout history because it's grown on wheat. So and rye grain people, as well. And yes, wheat and rye. I don't know about barley, but... So throughout history, people had <clears> made <throat> beer at the wrong time and basically had beer that would trip balls. So mead, beer, whatever you want to call it throughout yeah. history. So there is a school of thought that... This is what happened in Salem. Um, there was a woman who wrote a paper, and of all the things I forgot to write down, I forgot to write her name down.
0: I've got it right here, my friend. I got you backed up. Uh, her name is Linda Caparil, and she argues in 1976 in an article in the Science Magazine that convulsive ergotism it was brought on by this.
2: From ergot poisoning, one of the symptoms of ergot poisoning it's convulsive or ergotism makes sense is convulsions funny behavior and uh things along those lines so this gets debunked pretty quickly because uh convulsive ergotism is um more violent than what the kids went through but then this comes back up again i think in the 90s somebody mm-hmm. else writes another re looks at everything and says, no, I think this lady kind of got it right. So as you go through and you read and you try and look at the weird shit and there's a bunch of weird shit that goes on with Salem, people will still hammer in the fact that it was ergot poisoning and that plays into something later as well. So, so the other thing it plays into one of the ways they tested for witches is you would take the urine of someone who is a suspected, witch, you bake it into this cake and, and Ooh. then you give it to a dog, and then if cakes. the dog, the witch cakes—that's what they're called—they're called witch cakes. And if the dog acts like the person whose urine you have taken, then that person's a witch. But think about this: if we're all high on LSD because we're eating this bread anyway, now I'm <laughs> peeing in a bottle. We're making bread out of it, and we're giving it to a dog who's now going to be high on LSD. How's it going to act? It's <laughs> going to act the same way the person was. So you're in a like confirmation loop. When you do this, depending on if or, that's another thing that be like, well, Ergot had to be real. These dogs were calling people witches and they were eating the bread that the people were eating. All of Salem was tripping balls, basically. And somebody got a little afraid Is like, witches, witches here, you're a witch, I'm a witch. That, there's a, there's <laughs> a very a heavy school of thought that everything that we're going to talk about that is probably the real reasons, whether it be economical or social. Um, fear triggers all these things that are probably what really happened and what caused all this. There is a side thought that nope, everyone was high out of their brains. They had a bad trip for about five years, and we killed a hundred people. <laughs> but you know, though, Mark, I mean, the... Mark,
3: Mark, you're you gonna you're gonna adjust that bullshit meter. Adjust <laughs> <laughs> that bullshit meter. I mean,
2: yeah, I must, there, I must, there is. I... It's got a little bit of legs. You it know definitely what I mean?
0: does. It, be like, it definitely does. And the conditions... Right, remember, but this my is, my this, putting in the fire thing did
3: not have any legs, and Mark did not adjust that, you know. <laughs> Just, you
0: know, you're saying... That's because...
2: But your putting in the fire is something that happened, wasn't it? Like, people thought that for real. This Ergot shit came out later when people re-examined the Salem trials, and they were trying to put a reasoning to why people would do this to each other. No one wants to think that people are bad. You want to give everyone... You want to believe people are good. So, what What happened? They must have all been high. Because it was a rainy... And there was a rainy season before yeah. these crops. So, like, the, the the weather in the area in that time period bred the possibility of this as well as... And what it happened? It bred the possibility. Wait, did you say it bred the possibility? <laughs> That's <what I> just... <laughs> you know, I don't have a camera, but if I did... You'd see my cheers. Yep, I got that one in there.
1: I'll tell you though, when I read about the witch cakes, uh, I was really pissed. Um, I mean, I was.
2: Yeah, I was,
1: I was really. just made that out around. Know, I mean, I could, I could, I could, I could barely contain my anger. Um, Bullshit. Uh, <laughs>
0: But if I could, I'm just gonna. If
1: I could just go against the grain for a minute, uh, gentlemen. Um, the first time I actually heard uh, the theory of uh, against the grain, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first dying. time I heard the, uh, the theory of ergot poisoning um, was actually years ago. It was before we uh, ever did this podcast. It was actually something somebody had once told me was. The explanation given for the building of the pyramids um, hmm. at that time. Uh, see also at another point in my life, the same theory was presented as um, with the Mayan ruins. Um, so this is something that it's totally not beyond uh, the realm of, of plausibility. So
2: the bullshit detector is perfectly steady here. So they find this, I'll call it a chalice. It was a goblet of some sort. And it's in a part of, like, the middle of a church. A place that you would have rituals and shit like that done in here. And they test it. And it has residue of uh, beer and ergot. Hmm. So, throughout history in general, mushrooms come up all the time. Oh, yeah. Psychedelics in some way, shape, or form come up in... Religion, in anything. wherever you you look hard enough, you're going to find somebody took mushrooms in that area. There was some kind of hallucinogenic, of something course. else was going on. So to tie it back in to this, and like you said, ergot's Ur- been it 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 has it has legs. The possibility that there you can't completely say there's no chance in hell that ergot poisoning or ergot in general did not have some kind of uh, effect during the Salem witch trials.
1: No, absolutely. And
2: I I enjoy that idea. That uh, you know, think about the tests that they did to prove that you were a witch.
0: <laughs> like, yeah,
2: I understand that education was small, and but they were also fucking brilliant yeah, people throughout what history. Said. And <laughs> what, what? Witch cakes was a test. Right, pee in in his cup, we're going to make a cake out of it, give it to a dog. They had a dog test that, because they believed dogs were attached to the devil. That's another reason why witch cakes were given to the dog. They believed dogs were tools of the devil. I thought the
1: people had to eat the cake that was made with their own
2: pee. No, they gave it to a dog to eat, and then if the dog...
1: They gave it to
0: the dog, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. If the dog showed symptoms that you had, then you were a
0: witch. And they also said uh, that the dog may run up to the person who would have mm-hmm. been the f- the familiar, right? And would have just, like, yep. would have uh, attached itself to the other person who was the witch as well.
2: Yeah, because dogs were tools of the devil. Yeah, You had the dog test in general. If you were convulsing and they brought a dog over to you and you stopped convulsing, it was because you were kind of within your brethren and you were a witch. They had a swim test. They fucking tied one of your hands to the opposite foot and threw you in a lake. And if you floated, you were a witch. If you sank, you weren't a witch, but you were also possibly dead.
0: You were fucking dead and unless you were Aquaman. <laughs>
2: also, think about this. ninety. When we say 80-something percent of the accused were women.
0: 75. 75 to 78
2: percent, 70- yeah. We can't round up, Dan? We can't just round up to 80?
0: Sure, let's go Give eighty. Take,
2: 80. Fair Give enough. or take seventy-five to eight seventy-eight percent were women. I mean, look, women float. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know I'm exactly what I'm saying. That one, Joe. <laughs> I said it. I threw it out there. You know. it's... So, like, who dog thinks this shit like this? This this is, these tests are two guys high on LST going, yo, I bet you if we tie one leg and one foot and throw them in the water, <laughs> <then> <laughs> bitches is going to float. Witches, I mean, sorry, yeah. witches are going to okay, float. Okay, look, and if you know not man, you know.
3: I mind a little bit with the fact that the ideas they came up with to testing these witches, someone might have been high when they did this because they're just absurd.
0: Yeah, they really yeah. are.
2: Yeah. D- they're. <laughs> Like you said, we're not in the Enlightenment period yet, but we still have... This guy came from Harvard.
3: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) mean? it it was
1: Harvard in the 1600s, so it was... I mean... It was just a shack at the time. You should
2: still (laughs) be one of the more educated minds... It mean, was the, of the northeast. I mean, that says
1: more about the northeast than it's at the time. <laughs> than it says about him. Good point. Touche. I mean,
2: Touche.
0: And that'll do it for this week, folks. Please join us next week as we continue the Salem Witch Trials. Check us out on Twitter at Podcast The Story Of, and be sure to download us everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. And once again, stand strong, Ukraine. Make sure to subscribe, to like, and review. Good night, everybody, and stay weird.